0: hey sports junkie welcome to the fifth episode of sports junkies h2 home of the sports junkie my name is zuko and today we're speaking about transfers yep the summer transfer window is coming up so i delve deep into you know how it might look anyway let's go the good old transfer window The realm of squads are rebuilt, clubs transformed, and our favorite players jump ship to new postures. Some understandable, some downright treacherous. Think Figo to Real Madrid or Carlos Tevez to Man City. Unexpected. With all this talk that's been going around transfers, I thought I'd weigh in for some perspective. Because with COVID-19 having affected every part of the beautiful game we know things aren't gonna be normal matches leak season endings all the way to the transfer season nothing is gonna get back to normal now fans will be fans and speculation around transfers will probably never stop even in the midst of clubs having financial restrictions the rumor will always keep churning out this news Will Jadon Sancho be going to the Premier League? Is Kylian Mbappe finally going to Real Madrid? Is Bayern finally getting uh, Leroy Sané, Neymar to Barca? All of these are currently in the air, but all that is good and well. Let's speak about the reality. As a result of the past three to four-month events, specifically COVID-19, the transfer season might see a dramatic change. In fact, things might just be changing because in the past few years, what we've seen is bloated, very bloated transfer fees. And that doesn't really work for most clubs. In fact, it doesn't work for football in general. Um, These players are very overpriced. So things definitely had to change. And I guess this is the catalyst For the change. Now let's look at the clubs quickly. I mean. Are they going to be spending. The summer. As part of communities. Clubs have been massively impacted. By the pandemic. A lot of them have had to. follow workers and engage in negotiations. With players to reduce wages. Now a lot of the clubs. Will be fine. Especially because they've been. Raking in euros and pounds. For a while now um all these competitions from UEFA Champions League to Europa they bring in quite good money now for the smaller clubs it's a bit of a different story it's already been a tough year um it's already been a, it's already a tough market every single year when some of these teams have to sell their players just to bring in money whether it's Spanish, Italian, or English clubs, imagine a situation where they're already losing cash from the lack of broadcast money coming in and or tickets being sold. It's not an easy time, and with uh, financial fair play rules, there's limitations on how much clubs um, can receive from their owners. So already there's, there's a limitation on how much these clubs can spend right because now they have to spend within their means so you would imagine a lot of clubs would be in a would not be in a position economically and socially to spend obscene amounts of money on players especially when the communities around them are struggling to get by imagine a situation where you're buying a player for hundred million, where the community in which the stadium is um and we're a lot of your players live is barely getting by. I mean, it 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 would just be like a PR nightmare. Interesting fact: the Premier League is hardest hit by breakdown in broadcast rights. Right. So the breakdown, the broadcast deals with Sky Sports, BT Sport and Amazon total to around 1.6 billion and, you know, higher than any other top league. So for a lot of the clubs in the middle and lower that get a piece of this money, um, it usually helps them bring in new players, um, you know, uh, develop their stadiums and all those kind of things. So. For them, it really hurts that they can't finish the league, um, because a lot of people play. A lot of people have been talking about, oh, people don't want Liverpool to win the league. Yeah, a lot of fans don't really wanna don't wanna, really wanna see Liverpool the, win the league. But I think the 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 real like conversations will be going on around the bottom half of the table, because those teams. Mm-hmm can't afford not to have money come in because a lot of them actually depend more on, um, you know, ticket sales and when there's no ticket sales, they need some form of money coming in and that's broadcast rights which is why I actually understand why a lot of um, a lot of the teams voted for the league to continue it's like that so look, so let's look at a case study quickly um of a spanish team um that's really well they're definitely going through it um so i think a lot of people might remember hercules um i'm not sure if i'm pronouncing the name correctly but hercules are the team that beat barcelona like 2-0 a few years back um so they've already felt the full force of financial implications um around coronavirus um the club had to essentially temporarily lay off their entire first team squad. That's like they just cut them. Just just like that. It's it's the times we're in, I guess. But keyword there was temporarily. So the thing is with spain spain has a weird law well weird quote unquote so spanish employment law allows companies to lay off staff for a period of time in exceptional circumstances like these obliging them to rehire those laid off when said circumstances are no longer in existence it's tricky that's tricky because we don't know when Corona might end. Like, we don't know when the pandemic ends. Um, what, what does the end look like? Is, is it zero cases or controlled number of cases? It's a great area. Um, but I guess it's, it's better than nothing. Because um, obviously you don't want, like, a bunch of people unemployed. Um, and especially with um, football bringing in so much money for not only the clubs, but the cities too um they bring in so much money um so yeah those served with temporary redundancy lose a portion of the earnings um have another portion paid for by their clubs and another portion paid by the government this is called RTERTE. e-r-t-e um so a lot of clubs are likely to apply um R-T-E to their own you know, situations. Um, even teams in La Liga, like Las Palmas, have actually considered LT. um but now a lot of them have rather gone with, you know, salary cuts. I think it's a lot of admin to temporarily fire um, players. I think it, it is from from that perspective, and also from the perspective of they no longer your employees, so they technically have a right to move to another club for free right they no longer contractually obligated to you anymore so why wouldn't they move to another club imagine losing your best players like that yep tough times Now, we've spoken about clubs and their situation, which is, you know, rather grim. And we looked at Hercules, um, the club in Spanish football that um, essentially triggered uh, a clause that allows for them to, you know, temporarily fire their workforce, essentially. But now let's look at player prices. Big players equal big money, correct? Well, maybe not for too long, we've known for a long time that the transfer market is overly bloated. Ever since Neymar moved to PSG, it was quite evident that transfers were no longer going to be the same, I mean £80 million for Harry Maguire. Let's be honest, come on Ed Woodward. Anyway, those days might might be a thing of the past, especially when you consider that clubs will take time to recover financially. Um, even the biggest clubs, even though they won't be the ha- they won't be hard hit, they still will be quite hesitant to splurge on new players. Um, they will most likely try and develop their squads as is, bringing new youth team players. Um, yeah. So, to buy the best players would mean having to fork out obscene amounts of money. So, let me just give you perspective. For Real Madrid to be able to afford Kylian Mbappe, they'd have to pay a figure of around 180 million euros. That's his value. That's astronomical. Because he's currently the most valuable footballer in the world. Mind you, his value has dropped in light of the current market, so he'd probably be, you know, worth more had it not been for COVID-19. By the way, by the way, remember when Man United paid 80 million for Harry Maguire? Definitely overpaid. He is currently valued at 56 million. Quite a steep decline. To be expected. Um, I mean in that situation i genuinely feel the market is just correcting itself anyway player fees are high so what clubs do well some will probably still spend but on less lavish players if i can put it like that less luxury players um players who don't command big transfer amounts but i do expect at least one transfer um sancho to man united i think menu has been building that war chest for a while now and they will get their player um but you know they really want him and might be willing to pay that 112 million euro Dortmund has valued sancho at so i even in that situation i generally don't think it's going to be a 112 million upfront payment like yeah no that that's not a good look um i do think it's going to be a situation of installments either installments or a portion of the amount but there's going to be a lot of negotiating around you know actual payments now um Directors of football are definitely going to be earning their money because a lot of clubs um are actually going to be worried about the fact that they can't get more money from their shareholders um for instance Borussia Dortmund is owned well majority owned by the fans so in order for the Borussia Dortmund board to get more money for transfers, they'd have to, you know, gather a meeting of all the fans and, um, well, the representatives of the fans, and essentially table the matter, uh, and request funds to improve the squad. Now that's a, yeah, that's a tricky thing because you're basically asking people who normal fans. Cause that's how Bundesliga is set up. Normal fans, um, you're basically asking them to take their hard-earned money and put it into transfers. And during this time, I don't see that happening. I genuinely don't, unless the play the the clubs themselves start selling valuable players. So, I. Do think although dortmund could definitely use Sancho in their books as you know a player i do think the allure law of that 112 million or a portion of that 112 million possibly coming in to alleviate some financial you know difficulties they might be facing will definitely be, be one of the factors that push through the deal um and it's it's it, it's a it's a different conversation in terms of clubs um, because clubs like Chelsea or um, you know Man United, uh, Man United who are involved in the Sancho uh, and Dortmund deal, they could be in a position to actually take out those vast amounts of money. Um, We've seen Chelsea do it before, obviously not under these circumstances, but they, they do spend what they can. Um, Roman Abramovich makes sure that that club gets whatever it wants. So, that the transfer season will not be the one we expect it to be. It can't be. It would be madness. Imagine millions of pounds and euros getting thrown around while countries are in the pits, essentially where people have lost their jobs. Um, it's it's always important to keep that perspective, and I think it's it's one of the main reasons and. When I've listened to, for instance, my club manager, Arteta, when he's being asked about the transfer window, he he always replies we, that we're looking at one or two um, situations and scenarios um, that might occur because, firstly, they don't know what's going to happen. And secondly, um, if certain things do go a certain way, they need to be able to react. So I do think a lot of clubs are going to have those kind of scenarios where they plan and overplan, um, which I think is safe, um, but I think it, it brings up a lot of interesting questions, I guess, um, well, for me anyway, because uh, um, I'm trying to figure out, and these are things FIFA and the Premier League are still, I think, trying to like sort out, because contractually, I think it's also a nightmare, um, in the sense that, i've been trying to figure out how will it work for players who have contracts that are running out at the end of the season um when the season is extended do they then extend those contracts contracts by a month um obviously you might jump and say yep they need to you know extend those contracts by the month if they want to um, but then what we also fail to consider is that there's also insurance issues to be considered. Um, so when a player is bought or cl- or 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 whatever, when a player is playing for a club, there's obviously insurance around those things. and you can only, depending on the type of insurance, you might have insurance for a season or or whatever. Um, the, all those things will need to be renegotiated, which means more expenses for clubs. So it's it's a tough one. It's a it's a really tough one for players, clubs, and really for the whole football fraternity. Because I also think in terms of broadcast rights. Um, if, even though we might be going back to. You know some leagues might be going back to broadcasting football matches behind closed doors and all that stuff i genuinely still do feel that the top broadcasters will want to renegotiated contracts because they've already lost so much um uh, in terms of revenue and all those kind of things and uh they're not guaranteed certain viewers and all that stuff Maybe they are who knows? I mean people are at home, so more people could be watching than before. So maybe the Premier League clubs might actually demand a a renegotiated contract and say, but look, a lot of those fans, those that would have been in the stadiums, are now watching your channel. So we're actually bringing more people to your channel so we should definitely be getting um a bigger cut or those type of things so i think it's interesting times um i'm always looking forward to the summer transfer window uh, i always i always have my my um conspiracy hat on trying to like see which which um transfers are gonna go through, which are not. And as an Arsenal fan, it's been tricky because we've been linked with literally every single player from Messi, Abramovich to Real Ronaldo. It's crazy, never bought any of them obviously. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Um as a person who likes the finer details of the sports, um I like to see how things are gonna move. Um hopefully hopefully clubs and players really get to a place where the season does continue obviously under very strict uh, regulations um and practices um and when it does continue hopefully we we start to see some sense of normalcy returned to football um, although i do feel the next three years are gonna be very tricky um in terms of players moving around and clubs spending money and all those kind of things. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening to this episode. I definitely I definitely enjoyed doing a lot of the research around it. definitely enjoyed um, you know talking on it. I could I think I could go on for for a long time, but obviously limitations and all that. Um, but yeah so. Cheers. Man, thank you for listening. Really appreciate it. But look, don't forget to, you know, subscribe, like, share with a friend, share with a few friends. Put it in your work group. Put it in your Zoom chat that Sports Junkies HQ is home of the Sports Junkies. And then, you know, everyone should listen. But you know where you should listen at, right? Spotify, Apple Podcasts, those places. So, thank you.